Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning Hovos Halevavot and we're in the gate of, of self-accounting, chapter 3. <clears throat> Today Rabbi Pakuda says that one should make an accounting with himself of his obligation to devote his heart exclusively to God, may he be exalted. So what he means is that we should not give ourselves to other deities. This is what he's really referring to here. And so he says there are two forms of wholehearted devotion. The first is wholehearted acknowledgement of God's unity, as we explained in the beginning of this book. Like if you look at my old classes in the Gate of Unity of God, which is the first chapter, it talks about the concept that Hashem is one, like Shema Israel, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Ehad. Like there's nothing else but God. There's no other re reality but God. But he creates the world in such a way that he, he contracts himself that he's able to create the world. So he gives expression to the world. If we would be able to see the revelation of Hashem openly, we would not exist. We would cease to exist. We would completely be nullified in, in, into him. But he creates the world in this way so we can feel that we, that we exist and we do feel that we exist and we do exist. Like if you, if you pinch me, I, I, it hurts. It's a reality. But in the ultimate reality, in Hashem's perspective, there's nothing else but Him. We're part of Him. So, so we see that the second is the wholehearted devotion of, to God alone, that we should only believe in Hashem. We, and when we're doing things, we should all, all, always be doing them for the sake of heaven. Everything that we do in our lives, when we eat, when we work, when we wake up, the first thing we say is modani lefaneha, like thank you Hashem for returning me my soul. When you awake, you're awake in the morning, the first is the awareness that Hashem keeps you alive. Uh, when, you, when you're gonna eat, uh, keep the intention that you're eating to be able to elevate the world, to be able to use the food as a, as, a, as a nourishment for your body so your soul can express itself in the world and serve Hashem. When you work, why do you work? Do you work to make yourself rich and, and important? Or do you work to serve Hashem, to be able to, to invite guests for Shabbat, to be able to buy a nice truck for Sukkot, to be able to dress properly, nicely, like a Jew should dress, uh, to pay education for your, for your children, Jewish education. And, and this is what makes the difference in life. So we see that the requirements of wholehearted acknowledgement of God's unity include the following. One should have no other God besides him. So we see in the, in the Ten Commandments, the first commandment is, I, I am God your Lord who took you out of Egypt. I am the one. And then it says, the second commandment, it says you should have no other gods. So. Uh, really, to have other gods is, is something complicated. We think that to have another god is to go and pray to something else. Uh, but in reality, when we put our trust in other things in the world, it's like worshiping God. It's having other gods. When people put their trust in their money, when people put their trust in their health, when people put the trust in their doctor, in their medicine, and they're not putting the trust in Hashem, in reality, they're serving other gods. So one should not ascribe to him 
form, image, quality, flux, motion, physical attributes or, or states, substantial or accidental. One should believe that there is no beginning to his uh, eternity and there's no end to his existence. So Hashem was, is and will be. We can never come to understand God in his entirety because Hashem is, is infinite and we're finite beings. We, we have a certain limit. We have a, a certain potential, we have a certain capacity, but we're not infinite in this way that we're made to live in this world. We have a body that's gonna expire one day. Uh, as young as you might feel, the body's getting old and, and it comes to a point where the body can't be in this world anymore. So we see that one should know that he's one, that there is no one like him, like his oneness, we should not compare him to anything and no other creator, no maker besides him and so with his other godly names and sublime attributes. So we know that in the Torah we have uh, analogies where say Hashem extended his hand or Hashem got angry or Hashem was jealous and all these words that are put in the Torah in reality don't describe Hashem. Hashem is beyond that. Hashem doesn't get jealous, Hashem doesn't get angry, but the Torah puts it in such a way so we can come to uh, relate to God. So the way that we relate to God is, is through his attributes. He has the ten sefirot, which is chokmah binadad, in the intellect, the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And then we have seven emotional attributes, which is kindness, discipline, uh, mercy, uh, compassion, we have netzach, uh, which is uh, endurance, we have humility, we have foundation, and we have malchut, which is dignity. So, kingship. So we have all these attributes that really are the expressions of Hashem in this world. It's the way He expresses here. It's an expression, but it doesn't define Him. And the way that we can come to emulate God is through these attributes. So he, he, this is made so we can relate to Hashem. But if we wouldn't have these attributes and these um, analogies of God, we could never come to really connect to Him because it would be impossible. So among the requirements of wholeheartedly devoting one's actions to God is the following. One's sole motive in performing these actions should be for the sake of his great name. So when we're fulfilling Hashem's will, when we're doing mitzvot, when we're learning Torah, uh, we should not do it for ourselves. We shouldn't do it out of asking for a reward. We should do because this is what Hashem wants from us. And we do Leshem Shamayim with no ulterior mo motive. We do for him. So. So we don't do it for honor, we don't do it for reward, we don't do it for other people to like us. Uh, if you give a tzedakah, you give a charity, you don't give because you're good, because you're kind, you're giving because this is what is expected from you. And Hashem asks you, please give uh, a certain amount of money from your earnings, uh, 10 to 20% of your earnings is not yours, it's mine and you have to give it. So it's not that you're a generous person, it's that you're doing Hashem's will. So, so we see that uh, the, 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 the Pirkeavot says, be not, be not like servants, be not like servants who serve the master on condition of receiving a reward, but be like servants who serve the master not on condition of receiving a reward. Like when you do for Hashem, don't expect back from Hashem. You know, in this parasha, Tetzaveh, 
It's interesting that Hashem asks, uh, gives this commandment, it's the opening of the parasha where he's asking Moshe to take olives and crush them and take out extra virgin olive oil to light the menorah, to, to light the menorah, to bring a light. And it's not that Hashem needs a light. He doesn't need us to bring a light. We need to bring a light because Hashem gives us a light. We need to bring a light. It's, uh, it's the way the world works. If, 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 if you should be reciprocal to other people because this is how it should be, but not asking for anything in return. If you give kindness to someone and that person is not kind to you, it's okay. Hashem is, is humble. He, he, we're all trampling on top of him. People are going against him and he keeps feeding them and he keeps clothing them and he keeps giving them shelter and he keeps giving them good health. And, and if Hashem can do it, we should emulate his ways. We should be the same. And so, so the, the Rabbi Pakuda says, how much more does it apply to our relationship with the creator? May he be exalted, who is needed by all and who needs no one. Hashem doesn't need us. He really doesn't. He is, he was, and he will be. He's the same. He's unchangeable. If, if you do uh, an Avera, if you do something that goes against him, it doesn't really affect him. It affects you. So who derives no benefit from anyone, who looks into our hearts and knows our deepest, deepest secrets. How can we expect to please him with an attitude that does not please in human relationships? So the way that we please Hashem is when we're kind to each other. If we're kind to each other, we're good to each other, this brings pleasure to God. So when the astute individual ponders this point, he will feel disgrace and shame before the Creator. May he be exalted. He will repair his inner life and direct his heart to God, fulfilling his precepts and laws with exclusive devotion to him, with vigor and with fervor. As King David, peace be upon him, said, I will run in the way of your commandments, for it frees, it frees my heart. So yes, when you want to know how's your relationship with Hashem, look at your relationship with other people. If you're upset at others because they're never... Uh, returning your favors or they're not returning your the phone call or they're not being with you the way you're with them remember how Hashem is with you and if you reciprocate I, as much as we try we will never come to to be like God the giving God and the holy God so I leave you here I wish you a blessed week and remember live a little higher thank you <music>